Hey Chili's, I hope you're having a great week. I know I'm having a pretty good month. Actually, I've been touring for comedy the last month. It's been pretty busy, uh, which is why today's episode is actually an episode to, to show you what you could get if you become a patron. So it's a game episode. Uh, I figured I'd talk about our Patreon. We have three levels. We have Ghost Chili's, where you get early access to episodes and paranormal game episodes, much like the one you'll hear today. Uh, then we have Grim Reaper Chili's, where you get all that other stuff plus stickers and a thank you note and a monthly horoscope and then the final tier which is the chalaca chupacabra chilies you get all of that plus a comedy game show called ghosted which our first uh show will be this fall probably I'm thinking in September so you'll definitely want to join before then uh, but other than that yeah definitely check out the Patreon it's fun it's goofy uh, and you'll have access to game episodes just like this one this episode has our um, our host our co-host returning Alyssa Triskowski so if you missed her and want to know what she's up to you're gonna love this episode and on top of that it just shows off how smart she is when it comes to paranormal trivia. <laughs> I tried to stump her and it didn't work. So enjoy. Real Chills bonus content. Everybody, welcome to a, another little extra episode that we have. We're catching up and playing games with the, our former host, still always the host of our hearts, Alyssa Jaskowski. Alyssa, oh, man. hey man, <laughs> nice to see you. It's good to see you. I mean, we've seen each other obviously in our lives outside of the podcast, but for some of our listeners, we but not yeah. like we used to, because it's just That's time, true. right? Uh, yeah, I, I feel like, well, we were talking about this right before we started recording. I'm in a couple weddings and uh, my eyeballs feel like they're melting from their head with the amount of responsibilities <laughs> and things that I have going. It's every, all of my comedy friends, I feel like I'm like, because I'm still doing comedy, but I'm like, I haven't seen you. Yeah. Every time I talk to somebody, I don't know where you, like where everyone is. <laughs> so. I know. I feel very scattered. And then I see people slide into like, I don't know, like Facebook or Instagram posts and I'm just like. And they say something like, who the hell are you? <laughs> yeah. That's on me. Excuse That's always you. on yeah. me. But I'm very, I'm always confused. I'm just like, you host a what now? Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's weird. So I'm sure a lot of our listeners who miss you are dying to know, what have you been getting into since? Oh, man. So I think you know this. So it's been probably six months since we stopped hosting together. Mm-hmm. What have I done in six months? I mean, I think most of the listeners probably know, like during the pandemic, I stepped back from doing comedy for the most part because I was like not having fun doing Zoom shows and I'm like a bit of a COVID scaredy cat. So I actually, we saw each other. We did the last episode after I had finished filming Mean Spirited. I was like working behind the scenes on that as a line producer, um, which I have to send you, I'll do the sneak peek trailer Meg it's really fun can't wait to see it yeah I'm really excited about it and then so what have I done I basically told myself I could give myself this year to just like chill but I've made it about like three and a half months before I was like (laughs) (laughs) 
that's like typical us like chilling for yeah. us is like what are my hobbies and how do I make it extreme <laughs> yeah it's it's kind of funny like I, my day job has become my current hobby which is weird that's it's weird because so I'm just like I'm doing amazing at my job a I like actually like my job that like happened um because a bunch of stuff changed this year but then also like without having the pressure of doing comedy um, this year or feeling like, oh, like, when am I going back? When am I going back? When am I going back? Like, I've just been able to to decompress and relax and been doing a lot of therapy. That's been good. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> a lot of self yeah. work. But yeah, I'm still hanging out with my lizards. I worked on another movie. It was an indie film, but it was a science fiction horror thriller. Wow. Um, yeah, I was cast in it. It's a Philly. It's like a oh production my gosh, from a group out of Philly. It? Yeah, so I am, it's called (laughs) 2015 Future Uncertain, and it's by the director and many of the members who, or many of the people who are in the movie, um, Sleepwalk Kill, and that movie, like, won some, you know, some, like, local, regional, like, horror movie film festival awards and stuff like that, so um, it was really flattered to be asked to be in it, and it was cool, and that just finished filming last weekend so it was really short but I was um that was like the only big thing I committed to this year but just been chilling doing family stuff I have a hundred nieces it feels like so <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool like three nieces and a nephew but so many kids that I see. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot for sure yeah <laughs> did you like the role that you played in the movie yeah it was super weird so the premise is I think I can talk about it the premise is the years 2015 it's like it's called speculative fiction because it's like well what if the world was different starting in like the 60s and then 2015 would be a different year than it was now and there's like basically the only way people can survive is if they were skin sacks so (laughs) the main character periodically has to change his skin sack and looks like a different person so i was one of the versions of the main character and uh, we actually were doing the audio separate from the video. So we did all the video, we did like the lines, but I have to go record the audio whenever the movie has like a first cut and stuff like that. So it'll be interesting to see the process, but it was super fun. And it was a bunch of silly comedy people from like the sketch comedy world that were were in it. So it was really rad. That is such a cool premise. Cause then there's like, a billion main characters <laughs> yeah it was cool that's so much fun <laughs> yeah it was uh I, the guy's name is leonard so i played this like fucking nerd <laughs> for sci-fi that checks He's out a scientist like of course yeah. so of course. there's like an yeah it's really good i don't want to give too much away sure but yeah Obviously. the guy justin miller is the writer director and he sleepwalk kill has an Instagram page and then he'll be putting out an Instagram page for, or a bunch of Instagram photos, either from, he has to like set up his production company, Instagram, or he's going to set up one for each film. He's like, figure out what he's doing, but I'll send some, I'll share some pictures that you can share. Like once they're, once they're up. Yeah. Like once mean spirited stuff can be shared, I'll pop it over your way if you want to share it out. That's just so exciting. It's such an accomplishment yeah. to finish any project, I feel like. Oh, oh my you God. Know? Yeah, to finish literally any task. That I set. <laughs> like, if I finish a load of laundry to completion, meaning it's put away, that's like a huge accomplishment, it's let alone success. A, yeah. helping on a movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I guess the big question is, and no pressure behind this question, mm-hmm. 
<laughs> which always means tons of pressure. Do you feel like you'll ever go back to comedy? Oh, so funny. I go back and forth because like I was at a work event this past week and I, I had to give like a presentation to the whole company and people, one of my friends from work was like, how can you, how do you speak in front of all these people? And I was like, oh, I used to do stand-up. <laughs> like, this is actually That's serious. Like, so it's very funny. easy to, like, get a so laugh. So much easier. I, it was yeah. hard to explain. And then I also, we were talking to someone, and I was like, oh, yeah, I used to, like, teach ninth graders. Like, once you've been roasted oh, by ninth graders, and they, like, don't, like, like, you get really comfortable with the silences. <laughs> like, awkward silence when you teach kids. Like, sure. so adult, like, people, it's fine. So, it's funny you say that, because I wrote some jokes the one day I was like coming into the city and I was like, Oh, I like these. I'm excited to tell them. But this was like a couple months ago. And then I was thinking, I was like, should I like come back? Like maybe not right the second, but like maybe like after we have a bunch of stuff going on in May and stuff, but like, should I come back and start going like, what? <laughs> Cause I don't know how to chill. I was like once a week. And I was like, okay, we want to start to come back like once a month or once every other week. Right. Like, right then even if it's bad I just like have the practice so if I want to come back full force after like my quote-unquote year is up then I then I'm not starting over from zero I was like oh that seems very logical but then I'm just like I don't know I was like that's a that's a problem that I'll I'll sort out like after May like May is my last like really busy month and then it gets like chill again so I don't know I think I will I definitely have to come back because I need to know if I, the only way I'll know if I don't want to come back is if I do stand up and I hate it. Yeah. Right? That's how I feel. But I just, I, I'm very skeptical that I'll hate it because I love doing stand up. We'll see. <laughs> I think I it's love hate. I, so I think, it, I think the big thing with stand up is determining what you want to get out of it. Cause like when you're saying doing it three times, one time a week, whatever, that's more for people that like, they want to make it something, you know what I mean? Like they Mm -hmm. want to achieve or get further, but -hmm. it sounds like you're kind of taking like a, like a step back. If you just want to do it to have fun and see, like, if you just enjoy it, like, I think one time a week is an aggressive, you know, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) So like, if you're, if you're trying to jump back in with the hopes of like, pursuing it professionally it's so much different than just I'm just wanna and it's so it it makes me nervous you saying I'll see if I love or hate it because I love stand-up and there's weeks where I hate it yeah <laughs> Do you know what I mean when you said that I was like oh I hope you have like a good group of shows for those weeks when you come back because like uh I've been really fortunate recently I've been doing a lot of shows that I've been having so much fun but I've also done some mics where it's just like wow yeah I don't feel prepared to like hate the experience, but love the process. Do you know what I mean? Like I love the process of stand up. The thing is too, is like, I don't have, you know me, Meg, I don't have, I only have two speeds. I have like, let's fucking go. We're the same. Yeah. Or like, you'll drag my dead body there. There's only two (laughs) speeds. Like I I fight against that, but it's like, it's how I work. So I don't know. I've been trying to be an open person to being like, if I don't go back, like that's okay but I think that's also because I feel like maybe I'll be okay if I don't go back I'm just like well now now I want to even more <laughs> you know what I mean like yeah I don't know. yeah it's a big question mark but I do feel like um 
Yeah, I don't know. I feel like also I've become really soft in the past, like. Oh, dude. <laughs> I'm, I'm such a mushy ball of like earnest emotions and genuine feelings of compassion for other human beings, no matter how shitty now that they are. Oh, wow. I'm like, I don't have it. Yeah, I'm just like, I don't know if I can be mean anymore in the way that you know that I love being mean in comedy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you've never been to me a particular i mean you're good at roast but that's because you're observant when people are like you're mean because you're roast it's like no i listen there's a difference i um, also can see people's weaknesses and just be like i'm just gonna touch i'm just gonna <laughs> poke my finger in like this move right there that's fair you, mentioned you have a childhood trauma let me just dig around yeah you made the mistake of being vulnerable that was your first <laughs> and biggest mistake so true. <laughs> I mean, what's a teenage mean girl? It's really hard to yeah. break, break I was, that cycle. I was bullied, so I, I'm the opposite. I'm like, what is, like, what are you trying to hide? And that's what I pulled <laughs> to the surface. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I thought that when you were first saying that, I thought, I didn't realize you were saying to be mean. I thought you were saying that, like, you're going to see someone that sucks bomb and then feel bad and I was like whoa Alyssa you've really turned a corner oh, no, I was <laughs> like that's what we that's what we get that's part of the deal part like, of it yeah yeah no, no I, I just am like when I've come up with like jokes or things that I like thought were funny or like sometimes I'll see things now where I'm just like I get structurally why that's funny but I'm just like this doesn't make me laugh because like the world is like things are just different now and so I haven't I don't know what it feels like for things to be funny any I don't know what I find funny anymore so we'll see lots of earnest feelings Annoying, I think that's honestly. good for stand-up though honestly we need more of that but um now's a good time to get into it listeners and Alyssa I think that more than ever there's new people and new faces and it seems like at least in the Philly scene, it's, there's not much of a hierarchy anymore, which is definitely ruffling some feathers, but also, I mean, I see both sides. I'm, I would say I'm at the top of the food chain here. So seeing it is kind of like, that comes off so cocky, but Alyssa, it's true, right? Like well, most places. Yeah. Like you're, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah you okay. Really hard and you're doing I'm sorry. Things, like, I worked really hard. I still work really hard. And sometimes things still don't work out for me, obviously, because that's life. However, so I do see both sides where I'm like, oh yeah, I work so hard and now this person's doing this or whatever. I think it's also cyclical, right? Like even if we didn't have a pandemic, there's always going to be a new batch of people, people who feel like, oh, we can just do things. Like I hung out with Jack Fitzsimmons, like, oh yeah, like twice, and, but we just like chat a lot more. And so it's funny for us to talk, but when he and some of the folks were newer and Jack was working on Fish Pop like the space and stuff like that. Like, I remember that being a time where like, even though it wasn't a long-term success of the space, like just the, uh, just like the concept that someone would come in, find like a storefront, like put his own money up to rent it or like help or a couple comedians would like throw in to like rent it and like host shows. Like that felt like people were really ruffled. I think back then too. Because yeah, that's so It was just like a new group of people who were like, yo, we've been in, well, Jack, maybe I don't know about everyone else, but everyone would be like, yo, we've been a band. Like, this is how you can just do things this way. Just you don't do have it. to follow these old rules. Like, yeah. So I think it's it's normal for that to happen, but I don't totally. know. Totally. Yeah, man. Well, if you go to a mic and you want me to come, if I'm not 
you know, trying on bridesmaids dresses or, <laughs> you know, holding, yeah, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> Packing baskets for know. bridal showers. I'll definitely be there. Um, I did prepare a game for us. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. I wasn't sure if you were aware, but it's a quicker game. I prepared our classic fiction or for real haunted graveyard edition okay okay i love this i'm so excited (laughs) to play it's gonna be so much fun so it's you i'll read you the description of these graveyards and you have to tell me if you think it's a real graveyard or a movie graveyard okay got it okay cool so okay uh, i just have a question i don't know what's your thunder we'll find out the end no wait what's the question no go ahead okay so number one this beautiful graveyard is near Pittsburgh. It boasts some tall obelisks and tombstones. And if you're not careful, you may see more than just a mourning family member there. Some people have been seen want- running away from the cemetery in broad daylight. Well, that's not specific enough. Because I live near Pittsburgh and I know of this one cemetery we went to where they like see orbs and like soldiers and stuff. But I also know like the Night of the Living Dead cemeteries out there. I'm gonna say it's fiction though, if it's Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh <laughs> is the zombie capital of the world, is what they boast. So they do? I didn't I've yeah. never heard of it before. You're correct. It's fiction. Which one is it? It's um Night of the Living Dead, like you mentioned. Okay. Nice, nice. Uh this was so it's that cemetery. It was filmed by Romero just outside Pittsburgh. He filmed in his hometown cemetery called the Evans City. Did you know he was Evans City Cemetery? Did you know he was from Pittsburgh? Or around? I did. That's one of the big claims to fame is the one mall that we would go to was the one where they filmed the original Dawn of the Dead. But Night of the Living Dead, the cemetery, I had friends who used to go there and like check it out, but I never got a chance to go over <sighs> there. It's super weird. I also, Tom Savini, the makeup artist, has a school out there for like special effects and makeup. But he also lived in the same like neighborhood in Pittsburgh that I lived in. And we got into a yelling situation with cars one day at each other because he was being a total jagoff. Like <laughs> what? Yeah. He was That's... being such a jagoff. And I was like so stubborn in 24. Did you know he him? Was... Did you know you knew it was him? When he got out of the car to try to yell at me, I figured out who it was. I left a note on his car. <laughs> So the real monster was the makeup director. I mean, I would, uh, he was not, that was not his best moment and it was not my best moment. That's a very fair thing to say. I do feel like, yeah. I, I do stuff with cars where I'll like react and then I'll like, I'll honk or something. Then I'm like super embarrassed because I'm like, oh, wow, I lost control for a second. I was waiting for my friend in an alley, right? Like in an alley. Which he, he wanted me to like drive and turn around. But the reason he wanted me to move, which I eventually did, but I was super mad was because he wanted to go backwards down the alley. So he didn't have to drive around himself to park. What an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. It's not so even like, like I a was misunderstanding. The alley, I was waiting for my friend to come downstairs. And it's an alley. Yeah. And I was blocking it. Yeah. But then he wanted to misuse the alley to drive backwards down it <laughs> when he Jeez. neither of us wanted to go or like do you know what I mean like neither of us wanted to go around yeah but um he yelled some 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 bs nonsense at me and then I like wrote a note being like listen like I'm a neighbor in this neighborhood like blah 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 
I love that. I've lost my mind. <laughs> I went home and I wrote it out. I think I went home. Anyway. That's amazing. You went note. home and then you went back to get to put it on his phone. I don't remember if I like if we went out and then I wrote it, I came back later and wrote a note, or if I wrote a note while I was there. I actually don't remember now that I think of it. But I do remember the note was very long and it would have it's not like I don't know, you'd have to find paper and stuff. That's like the whole thing. You know That's so <laughs> cool. I hope he thinks about you from time to time. <laughs> That I thought it was like an insane note. Like <laughs> I might have lied in it also. <laughs> really? I said that I was a neighborhood resident for like a long time. I'd only lived there like a year. Nice. Because <laughs> he had been like, I'm Tom, I'm like, I don't think he said his name, but he's like, I've lived here for blah 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 blah. Like he like was yelling all this crazy shit at me. And I was like, you can live here a hundred fucking years for all I care. And like you still don't have to be an asshole. <laughs> yeah, you still understand. have to be nice. You can still be nice to your neighbors. Yeah, yeah. Car anyway. stuff makes people crazy. <laughs> yeah, it was night too, so who knows? Like what Ooh. everyone's doing. I don't know. Yeah, I'm glad crazy he at night. saw you. Yeah, yeah. Glad you didn't saw my head off and then put it as a special effect in his school. Oh my god! I mean, I'm glad you're alive, but wouldn't that be wild if he was like a serial killer and like a bad makeup artist and he was just using? Yeah. Anyway, sorry. I mean, he's a good makeup artist. I will say, like, oh, I was saying for to... the serial killerness. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't trying to insult his art. Cool. Let's do. Okay. So, according to an article by the Occult Museum. This cemetery was visited by Ed and Lorraine Warren many times throughout their career. It is over 400 true. years old. I want to hear the rest of it, but tell me. I'm just going to say it's true. <laughs> no! How did you know? Wait, okay. What's the rest of the story? <laughs> I'm just an asshole. I just interrupted you. <laughs> yeah, as soon as you're, I'm like, you're nice. You're, and you're like, I'm just going to ruin your game before you can. <laughs> Like, I wasn't ruining games for the last, like, when I was hosting. Come on, man. I thought I was going to trick you with the Ed and Lorraine Warren, because they have a whole, like, eight movies, right? Okay, God. anyway. There's all the lore. There's, like, all the Hollywood lore. Yeah. And then, like, the manufactured, like, cultural lore. And then what yeah. they actually did. But, but yeah, which what's the cemetery? Sure, yeah. So it's over 400 years old, and it's haunted by a woman in white. There's also talk of a sinister being at this location that has red glowing eyes so like you said it is for real uh this is the union cemetery in connecticut people say they see the lady in white both on camera and with their naked eye uh, according to the world's most haunted graveyards and where to find them by the occult museum the lady in white's been known to appear before oncoming cars startling drivers as she hovers between tombstones with a calm melancholy do they make a movie about this like location or this like spirit no but there was a like a scene where lorraine is driving somewhere and she gets like pulled over by a graveyard i can't remember the exact detail but this is the part that i thought would trip you up if you saw the movie yeah. it's one movie she gets like pulled over sort of and she just sees like so many ghosts at this graveyard so i was like this could be it right <laughs> I forget which occult museum it is because I know there's a couple of them, but um, I'd also probably believe anything the occult museum said. Yeah, I sh I forgot that you would know what that was. That I was like, should I give a reference? And I was like, oh, but it, I sh probably should. And then next time I'll save it. To it was the great. End. No, I'm just like, <laughs> I, you know me. I'm just a fucking know it all with like my know it's a paranormal thing. Like, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, Ed and Lorraine Warren, like, they're in so many movies, but they also did so many. It's so hard to keep track because they did thousands of investigations. It's, like, bonkers. It's so funny because, like, I have seen some of the movies that, like, had their, like, characterizations are featured in because what is it like the annabelle series and the, the conjuring series and the conjuring the yeah. yeah but to me i'm just kind of like like i get that they, they to me i'm like they're brought in after the fact to try to lend credibility to the movies or it's like kind of based off of stuff that they like touched on or like exposed but yeah yeah i've been i've been the weirdo who's like been reading about like their investigation <laughs> Okay, so you just are right. wrong you know what person. I mean. you know what wrong. I mean. Yeah, we need one of the our guests that don't know anything that we just like suck into this. Uh, <laughs> a question about science, I'd have no idea, but if you talk about <laughs> pseudoscience, I'm all Sorry. in. We'll have one more, and yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm nervous. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so this cemetery is located in California. Some famous celebrities known to have been there include Burt Reynolds and Judy Garland. There are three famous figures that are known to reside at the cemetery, but most of the residents have been seen at some point during their stay. Oh, that's pretty intense. I was gonna say, is it the Hollywood Cemetery? Like the big fancy <laughs> like, celebrity Hollywood. one? Yeah. Okay, I need to do a much harder version of a game for you. Alyssa. No, no, no. Okay, so you're to be guessing, fair- you're not even saying for real, you're guessing the cemetery. Okay, but for our listeners, to be fair, one of the other things that I've been working on, like very slowly, bit by bit, is like I want to become a death educator. Right. right? So like a death So like yeah. So I've gotten to like I watch all the Caitlin Moran like ask a mortician and stuff like that. So is that that's why I knew that the Hollywood Forever Cemetery? Yeah. Uh, That one I think like the last podcast dudes like have like done the show there. And some other stuff. So it's just one of those things. They did? That's so cool. I'm pretty sure they did one on like the hill there. Like obviously not on the grave sites. Like there's like a location. Oh yeah, that makes sense. I think I I had heard that. Tell everyone about the Hollywood Forever Cemetery. And then I'll tell you what I thought you were going to ask me about in your your questions. (laughs) So I actually, uh, I had more details in the description for you. And I cut it out because I was like, nope. She's going to get it. So the cemetery was founded in 1899. It's the it's for real. It's the Hollywood Forever Cemetery in Los Angeles. According to Hollywood Forever Cemetery posted by LA Ghost Tour, this is the final resting place for many famous celebrities. Among the most famous is the voice of Looney Tunes, Mel Blanc. Many people are buried here. Also, this cemetery is haunted. Thank you, LA Ghost Tour. One of the most common encounters is a woman crying on the lake that is located on the same grounds as the cemetery. And they're really sketchy about this woman on the lake. They're like, people know who she is and then wouldn't say her name. Like, was just alluding. Oh, oh, you're right. These are all famous people. Yeah, because it was, I think, I, I tried to find it. And I think it's like an actress that was murdered or something. But they're like, they were really tight-lipped about who this lady is. That's that's haunting. But they did say, like, most of the occupants, like, most of the people that have been interned there have been seen on the grounds at some point as ghosts. That's incredible. Isn't that awesome? But also, like, of course, like, all of them want, like, their extra 15 minutes. <laughs> I know! That's exactly what I was thinking. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, of course, you guys are all fighting for the limelight, even in death. That's gonna be me, too. Like... Haunting comedy clubs or whatever. 
the Hollywood Forever Cemetery, there I can't remember the article, but there's like some really interesting articles about it. Because it also like the guy who started it was super interesting, I think. Or like the guy who took it over, like yeah, during the was, golden age or something like that. I think it went under. Let's mm. see. I remember that. And like what you're saying. And then the guy who took it over was like, we're gonna make this the fanciest place in town. The most Hollywood, Hollywood cemetery. Let me tell you while you're looking it up what I thought you were gonna. I was like, I wonder if one of the questions was gonna be kind of trying to trick me between like, is this a cemetery from Pet Cemetery or is this a cemetery where Megan's grandfather? (laughs) (laughs) I thought about doing that, but then I was like, oh, most people won't know what that is. But yeah, I I wanted to do Pet Cemetery too. There, I thought this was fun because there are so many cemeteries in movies you don't even realize until you try to look it up. My mother grew up, uh, her house was right uh, against the entrance to a cemetery. And so I'd go to my grandmother's house and you would just like see the gravestones past the like the gate, like or past the like fence in their yard. I kind of love that though. It was very chill. It didn't bother, it didn't spook me out at all. Sometimes we'd go for a walk in the cemetery, but it was like, I don't know, my my grandmother's also Catholic. So it's just like whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, all right. (laughs) See. Yeah, you're like, now they're with Jesus. It's fine. It's great. Aren't you so happy (laughs) for all these people? Like So Jules Roth, I'm thinking, is who you're talking mm, about. Probably, was, that sounds familiar. He was a convicted felon and millionaire. And in 1939, he bought 51% stake in the cemetery, which was the internment site of his parents. He used the money from the cemetery's operations to pay for his personal luxuries. But that's when it kind of went under and then someone bought it and, and fixed it up. Got it. Yeah, Brenton Tyler, Cassidy are the ones who were like, yeah, let's make this a thing yeah but yeah i guess you know your cemeteries i'll have to pick something a little more challenging just next these time. ones honestly <laughs> i can't believe you knew you could name them i guess you get bonus points even though we, it doesn't count for anything <laughs> can i tell you like one thing that i think would make a great horror movie from us so you know how now they're doing like green burials where like there's like land that's like marked off for people to get like buried directly in the ground in the woods like and their parks and stuff like that or like reserves how fucking disrespectful and wild and great would a horror movie be where it's like a murderer or like a ghost or something in a green burial park Whoa. where people like actually are dying like you know are being buried and all that like yeah but yeah right but like it's usually like in a big forest or like whatever there's one in the lehigh valley i think but um i never yeah, thought that- how scary a tree full of those would like a forest of those type of little mounds just little mounds yeah yeah that's insane no, not, not, not this there are ones where that have like where you plant become the tree roots it's like but literally it's just like you just get a hole in the ground like and you get a mound for like so your burial is green because like you don't use formaldehyde you don't like yeah yeah, but yeah but that's a creepy idea too right like in a tree Mm. you should write that dude Mm. i know how (laughs) it's funny that like horror movies are becoming my like little weird niche so i love scary movies i'll always talk to to you about scary movies (laughs) I should probably wrap up soon, but yeah. um, I want to recommend to you, I watched this movie. Uh, it's called Moon Manor. Have you heard of it? No, I'm writing it down though. So it's really, it's very sweet. It's psychedelic. It is emotional. So you need to be in a good, like a nice, even headspace, I think, to watch it. But it is about a guy who has some sort of like degenerative disease and is like 
I'm planning a death day for himself. Oh, nice. Okay. And he throws like this crazy party and they talk about his crazy life and he's had a very insane life and the jokes are just phenomenal. But they also, they have a death doula and it made me think of oh, you. Oh, nice. And the death doula That's is really awesome. insane in the best. Like when I say insane, I mean like just the best. And yeah, I think you'll really like it. I think the listeners will like it, but I cannot stress. I don't like emotional movies. So I normally wouldn't recommend one that makes you feel things. I mean, obviously now, you know, the premise, like, you know, it's, you can kind of get into it and prepare thing. yourself. It's really sweet. And yeah, I think you'd like, it. I can't remember. I think you have to pay for it, which sucks. So yeah, maybe, I'll find it. No, you I know, love this whatever. recommendation. Thank you. Yeah, it just made me think of you because I was like, oh, it's like a thing, like a like a death doula. And she, mm-hmm. you know, set everything up the way he wanted it to be and was there for him. And it was really oh, that's nice. nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's like the part of the profession of like death industry profession where it's just like, I probably will do a death doula certification. And it's not that I can't emotionally be there for somebody when they're like, making plans to pass like that I feel fine about it's that logistically I am not organized enough and I feel sure. very like thrown off if I'm like wait I had this plan today and you need to do what now yeah <laughs> yeah it's just a today, lot of it's really like I have a lot of stuff I gotta get done today <laughs> yeah. uh can we put this <laughs> how many hours did you say it was gonna take for this all right all yeah. day okay yeah okay. I just I just know myself enough to know like the being able to be on call for that kind of thing is just like Scary. I wouldn't be able to like get any rest like because I would just the whole time be like do I have to go like now <laughs> yeah it would stress me out I guess we should explain I think most if you're a patreon you probably know what this is but it's the same as like a I guess a birth doula right like you're assisting with the exit of life is that how you would describe it Exit. yeah like it's like they're also known as like death midwives so it's basically like they do a lot of different functions. So sometimes they're there to like, if the person wants them to be there to sit with them, sometimes it's like to make sure that their wishes are honored, like in their Aww. family, like mm-hmm. sometimes it's to help provide support. So like, if they know, like, especially if they're like terminally ill or they kind of know, and they've kind of planned, like, this is like the funeral home I want to go to. This is like, if they're on like hospice and stuff, like you can help like oversee that to take the burden off of the family like you can do some of like the logistical stuff so yeah it's really interesting it's like super cool and there's like a times article from this year that was like talking about the rise in the profession so that's awesome yeah yeah it's important work too i think like we don't talk about it enough and it's uncomfortable like to talk about mortality but man is it freaking rough when people don't do any preparation and then for for the people who have to yeah for the people who have to like take care of it afterwards and they're like we don't know what you know what dad wanted <laughs> like we don't know what grandma like did she want to be you know whatever like have a funeral in a church or not in a church like we don't know so right you know. so I want to help be like the end of life coach where it's like I help people figure out their plan and stuff and kind of like support them in like making a plan so that it's just like figured out for whatever family member like needs you know needs that information so that when they're grieving they're not also like kind of getting duped like into buying like a more expensive like casket or something because they can't make a choice so Mm -hmm. yeah that's awesome I love that I love that you're doing that I think you're gonna be really good at it if you ever pursue it full time Um, so this went super long of course 
I know. I didn't even Sorry. have to. <laughs> but, um... No, this is great. I am still at Alyssa Trez on Instagram. And then you can see my lizards, reptiles, my witchcraft bullshit at Variegated Reticulated. So just find Alyssa Trez on Instagram and you'll see the other one. So that's where I'm at these days. Sweet. All right. Well, thanks for being on the show. Thanks, bud. I'll talk to you soon. Ha <laughs> ha